I'm Greg Parm, the Executive Director of the Quality Certification Program, and today we will be talking with AWI's Executive Vice President, Doug Haig, regarding the recent announcement of free casework testing options for AWI members. Hello, Doug, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. Look forward to the conversation today and having a little bit of fun here. So now that the ANSI AWI 0641 standard for casework is starting to apply to projects, there are a lot of companies out there asking questions about the testing requirements and your recent announcement from AWI regarding free testing options for AWI members. So my first question for you that we're already hearing is, why do we need cabinet testing? Well, I appreciate that question, and it's very fair for people to ask, and it's a very important one to understand. And my short answer to that is, why do cabinets need to be tested? It's because the new standard requires it, essentially. So, uh, not essentially, it does require it. And that is uh, spelled out in your job specifications that um, your cabinets must perform based upon a standard, and that the design community can designate which level that they wish to be desirable for their individual product or, or project, I should say. But the important thing here to remember is the why is that the new standard doesn't necessarily tell you an exact method to build a cabinet. The new standard allows for innovation for each individual manufacturer to maximize their own innovation, make best use of their equipment, investments that they have made and their employees. And so however that final product and assembly looks like for you as an individual company to analyze and to make a product that can perform at these values, that would be my heart's desire. But it does come with after you dream that up and come up with that method and that engineering that is able to make the most of all of that, essentially we have to have something formalized to prove that it does work and comply with the uh, measurable thresholds that are provided in these test methodologies, which then ultimately make you in compliance with the new standard. So when you're talking about the measurable thresholds, you're talking about the uh, performance duty levels that we find in the standards, correct? Yes, that is correct. And the default, if it's not job specified, it will be duty level three but the duty levels go from duty level one as being less restrictive or minimal performance up to duty level four as being the highest level of performance. Well, thank you for that. Um, so who asked for this? <laughs> and these are two <laughs> great questions right out of the gate here. Uh, who asked for this? Well, I, one, I'm appreciative and thankful for AWI leadership who kind of had the site to go out and pursue and know that this was coming uh, down the path. Be visionary leaders. And so if you look at and analyze the design community, there has been this migration and shift to ISO and ANSI standards. And if those are something you're not familiar with, ISO is an international standard and ANSI standard is an American standard, if you will, abbreviating a little bit. And so what this does for the design community is it gives them a little bit of assurance and some uh, scientific enforcement and backup into their specifications. And so often not with ISO and ANSI standards, they are performance-based and you have to have an element that gives you 
that laboratory or scientific proof of your product. It's definitely nothing new to our industry. If you'll think about fire rated doors or those types of things, uh, it's been out there and it's been practiced for quite some time. If you could think of the liability of a designer, if they say the door is fire rated, but has never been tested and the building were to catch on fire and uh, lives could be lost, you know, ultimately who is liable? And so by having a standard in place with a test, now we have something measurable to say, no, this product does perform and did pass in this element, therefore reasonable understanding that it should pass and, and produce the desired results once installed in your area. So really it was listening and working with the design community and understanding that they are migrating and shifting from a prescriptive standard to a performance standard because of the liability tied with it, but also just the assurance of exactly how this combination of materials and construction will perform in the long run. So do you see, have any vision for the future of testing and, and how it will help with the design community in terms of their specifications? Yeah, well, I mean, the long-term vision here is that uh, if you look at some of these other things, the architects design communities are specifying a system. And so really, you know, a long-term vision, I cannot promise the audience, whoever's listening today, if you're smiling when I give you this answer, I understand, but we do have to have long-term sight here involved. And that would be this, that we long for the day that a system is specified. And so you, if you will close your eyes and think of your specifications now, it talks about the core type you can and can't use. It will talk about some joinery aspects, perhaps in drawer boxes. It will list the exact shelf pin that you have to use with the finish and all those types of things, which can start to become very restrictive. And then also we don't necessarily know or understand the performance of all those or how they might interact differently with one another. So with specifying a system will al allow the design community to just say, hey, my bar is set at, it must perform at a duty level one, two, three, or four threshold. And I'm going to allow the manufacturer and the woodworker to come up with the method that allows for compliance of that without getting into the specifics of which core, which joinery, all of those things, but instead accept a system as a complete package that it would therefore live out the intent of the design and serve the end user in its most appropriate fashion. Okay, I think that's a pretty good overview of the overall reasoning and where we hope this goes to. So let's get into more of the details on the free testing. So exactly what are my options right now? All right. Well, uh, free testing. I hope people's ears perk up and, and hear, but then also please, uh, none of the details that we're about to share are not meant to be aha gotcha. And so uh, you're like, well, is free free? Uh, it's a fair question to ask. And so what I would say is there is no charge for the actual testing element of your products. And so on the free testing side of things, we are looking for a way for AWI member companies, uh, manufacturing and industry members, I have to be specific there, so that they can be compliant with the standard today and attempt to uh, eliminate or alleviate the burden cost associated that some initially associated with the cost of testing 
and being compliant with the new standard. So that's where I'm thankful for AWI leadership in seeing that and creating a path for these individuals to be compliant tomorrow should they elect to use this member benefit. Now, what's involved with the member benefit? Well, it is free testing of any method that you could design, engineer, come up with, wish to build your cabinets that will pass the performance level. But Greg, as you like to remind me, that will also um, accommodate and keep in mind of the aesthetic values that still have to be achieved once it's done. I know a lot of us like to get caught up in this conversation talking about performance and testing and testing and testing. But uh, again, to allow the audience to smile, the old standard used to AWS2 required us to put uh, staples four inch centers on the backs of the cabinets, correct? And <laughs> our audience can't see a smile, they can hear your chuckle. And AWI has done some testing and we have tested without four inch staples on the uh, on the backs of the cabinets and the performance value of the cabinet is still passing. But as Greg reminds me, hey Doug, sometimes those staples aren't necessarily there for the performance of the actual structural part of it. But uh, maybe you can share with the audience of what you see those four inch staples doing. Well, the four inch staples, basically the, the big advantage as I see it, again, based, based upon the testing results you've had so far, is that it makes sure that if you have any slop in your, in your grooves, in your end panels or your bottom panel where you slide the, the back panel into it, that you don't have any gaps when you go to screw the cabinet onto the wall and pull it tight. If you have any slop, you're gonna pull the cabinet to the back and you'll end up with a gap along the groove that would end up being non-conforming uh, in terms of when QCP were to come in to inspect. Yeah, and so I appreciate that perspective and it's a great reminder of how all of these things work together to complete a final product. And also I need to interject here, Testing is just one product done one time in a laboratory setting. When we talk about compliance uh, out in the field, you're talking about a project that is looking at structural and aesthetic values and, and compliance with all elements of uh, the construction documents, including the standards specified. And so uh, that's a great reminder, but I'm still going to encourage you and to stretch yourself here with this free testing. I talked about innovation, equipment, machinery, uh, your own employees, your process. This is where I would challenge anybody listening. What is it? it get, get your war room ready. Get all the individuals in there to represent every aspect of your cabinetry construction because all elements are able to be analyzed here with the new standard. And so what I mean by uh, start with the engineering. You, do you build an integrated toe kick? Do you build a ladder toe kick? Do you use leg levelers? Uh, engineering wise, is the machinery we purchase, can we route out a back easier or can we do a plan on back? Or uh, do we do an offline whatever back attachment? Uh, all of these sorts of things. Then after we look at the backs, do we build full stretchers? Do we build um, individual stretchers. What is the width of those stretchers? Again, look at the standards. Some of these things might have minimum requirements, but some of them might be whatever it is that you can engineer. Maybe 
one of your favorite fasteners is a pocket screw. I believe from my memory and recollection, the old AWS II did not even allow for this type of fastener. Whereas uh, I'm guessing a lot of shops in today's world has a pocket screw or uh, something similar to that, that the new standard allows for that innovation. And, and I want you to analyze your way that you could develop a system that then um, would be able to be submitted for uh, testing. Now with that, don't stop when the cabinet is built. Now you also get to analyze and come up with your best installation methods because you're able to package that together. So you have the engineering, you have the actual production, and now we have the installation of the cabinet. I know in our previous standard, installation is very, very spelled out. Now in absence of you providing your own installation instructions, we will default back to uh, the AWI standard uh, installation methods, which I will share with you. Are, uh, I feel like they're 100% aligned with the AWS too. Um, if not, I'm, for my disclaimer sake today, I'll say 99.9% .9 alignment with the AWS too. So you should be very familiar with how that looks like. When all of that is done, I would say challenge you that that is your cabinet that you wish to uh, desire to be tested. And then I want to highlight with your free testing, uh, you get to pick the indication level that you wish to test to. So if you want to design your cabinet to duty level one or duty level two, three, or four, that will be your choice of designation. All right, once that is done, the last thing, the agreement for the free testing is that you sign a waiver that allows that method, uh, assuming that it passed and is favorable, that AWI would rename it into an anonymous name so it is not tied to a company or an individual. And then that would be posted uh, to the member library of available build methods. And so AWI is looking to grow their library, but we wanna grow it with relevant methods that work for individual companies directly. And so we have attempted uh, some generic methods. We have attempted a survey uh, that we will continue to develop methods based upon that information shared. But with this free testing method, it allows you to make it specifically yours and to work specifically for you uh, so that, uh, like I said, assuming positive results, you are compliant with the standard uh, via this membership benefit. Okay, so basically you've got the three options and you've covered those. Uh, the three options of uh, testing, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yes. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I, I have not spoke to all of it. Uh, again, assuming our audience is AWI members, uh, the first one I spoke about is you develop, you engineer it, you develop it, you send it to us, we test it for free. Um, there is one more that's even a, a little bit better of a deal uh, for members who uh, even less of a cost to them, but it comes with a little bit different uh, language. And that is AWI leadership approved funds. And this is good until the funds run out. But if you loved the AWS too, and you said, hey, I've been a QSP licensees for years. I've never got written up. We always build exactly to the specification. That is our preferred method and we do not wish to change. Well, the board was uh, willing to hear that audience and willing to assist that audience as well. And that option is this, you 
design and engineer a cabinet that, that materials and construction is 100% alignment with the AWS 2. You do that, AWI will pay to ship it from your facility to our testing facility. We will test it free of charge to a duty level three. On that one, you will not get to self-select to a duty level three. And then again, assuming positive results, um, those entities would also be added to the library uh, for more members to use. So there was two things in play there. The first one was anything you can imagine, use your innovation. And the second one was, hey, you love the old AWS too. Uh, we're willing to assist you to validate that. Now, let me be very clear here in case members are like, well, is it one or the other? No, if you're in that case where you build AWS 2 compliant, but you would like to imagine and, and use a, a benefit of your membership of AWI, you can qualify for both. My encouragement here to the audience, uh, whenever you are listening to this podcast, is there is a certain dollar amount uh, set aside for shipping of those cabinets. And once that dollar amount is gone, then that AWS2 um, method will uh, go away. So the, the member benefit, the free any way you want it, is an AWI member benefit. And from now until uh, leadership would ever change benefits. And again, that is only good for a one time of the lifetime of your company to manufacturing and industry members. But uh, the AWS2 method, again, manufacturing and industry members, uh, but that is out there. Uh, one company or one method per company can apply and uh, make the most of that as well. And then you mentioned a third, which I spoke quickly and I'll move on because the survey has closed. But AWI did conduct a survey asking um, members how they would build a cabinet. And we have taken those survey results and engineered a cabinets uh, which we will develop uh, four test batteries. Again, we don't know the outcomes of the test yet, but once we know the outcomes, we will post those to the library for member use as well. Okay, and I just wanted to clarify, so the, the testing is by core, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Um, it is important to note that uh, we have found in our test that you can take the exact same joinery and keep everything the same and change MDF for particle board, and we might get two totally different results. Now also, we might get the exact same results. So it is important uh, to remember that when we are talking about these testing reports, you do clarify your construction method and your construction material. Now, let me be clear because material is one of those um, catchy things here. Let's say you have a particle board job and then the, your next job comes in at particle board fire rated or particle board NAUF. Okay, you're still good uh, because the measurable here is the particle board core. And so for at least our internal test, we've been using M2 particle grade particle board. And just like on your MDF, we use a grade 130. And so speaking of that, as long as your fire rated core was M2 or your NAUF core was M2 or your plane core is M2, any of that same test would still qualify for that core. So what about on the proprietary method? What What is the cost that they would be looking at if they do a proprietary? Yeah, well, thanks for mentioning the proprietary. And uh, I hope the listeners heard me say, you know, if you take advantage of the free membership benefit, those 
then become property of AWI and are distributed back to the library. Just like the you take advantage of the AWS2 money set aside, it becomes property of AWI and put back into the library. But the uh, proprietary method here is meant for anybody who wants to design their own way. Uh, it is completely, uh, I don't know if secretive is the right word. It's what I'm gonna go with today on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, nobody will know. If you get tested uh, via proprietary, AWI will not say who has and who has not been tested. Uh, the owners of the documents are the ones who have the rights to distribute that information and uh, share those types of things. And so uh, proprietary has existed from day one and it still does exist. And that's this, you take your cabinetry uh, to an AWI lab or an independent lab who is AWI approved or an ISO, I'm gonna mess this number up. I'm gonna say 17025 today. Uh, if I messed up that number, somebody help me out with the edits on the podcast here. But essentially, there is an ISO uh, standard for laboratories. And our standard says, if your lab meets that criteria, you can do the test methodologies. Um, and so get it to a lab that is qualified, certified, etc. And execute the AWI test methodologies that are listed in the standards. Again, the standards reference these things. And so you can understand the connection of how they all work together. And you do that, you're going to have uh, your own um, method. It will be proprietary, uh, secretive, your property, you know, whatever other term you want to put in there. And that's meant for you to maximize and make the most of your business adventure. Uh, your question you asked me about price. Okay, it's important to understand uh, that it's per test battery and a test battery on the casework side of things means two test. And so uh, I wanna be clear on that. And so on a, a traditional um, case casework test battery, it is $2,475 a test. And so if you were gonna do a battery of three, if you did wall, tall, and base, you're at $7,425. And that $7,425 will give you all five testing reports that are currently required by the 0641 casework standard. And you're like, Doug, I sent for three tests. How do I get five reports? Well, uh, because if you send your cabinet in for a base cabinet test, uh, we are going to give you a uh, SS1, which is a shelf system support test uh, in the material that you submitted for your cabinetry. And we'll also do a drawer box test for the drawer box that you have submitted. So therefore, uh, you would be compliant for any job with wall, tall, base, drawer box, and your shelf system supports. So uh, you go, well, hey, I'm listening and I'm not an AWI member and uh, not really interested in that route, but I still need to be compliant with the standard to achieve a job. AWI lab will test for you. Uh, independent labs can test for you as well. Uh, but, uh, and the proprietary testing is still available to you. And those happen uh, for the non-member rate, it's $3,712.50 a test. I also should note here, if you are a non-member AWI member, I keep talking about this library. You might not have access to uh, 
all of the um, engineered drawings, but you'll be able to see a description of these builds. And you are able to purchase on a individual um, testing report need, you're able to purchase those for $630, a testing report. And so Pharma, I know your question was short and I gave you a long-winded answer, but I hope we were able to uh, cover all that you needed there. I think we did. Um, I did just want to clarify one thing. I'm not sure we did cover it in talking about the other two options. Uh, as you said, in the proprietary method, the woodworker has, has all the information and it's associated with their name just on their reports for themselves. But in terms of the other two, and those options that are going into the library, the woodworker's name will not be associated with them, correct? Yes, that is correct. And I'm glad I, I spoke of that, but I'm happy to highlight that. And that is uh, done intentional, but also uh, it's going, its intent is to build the AWI uh, library and to allow more resources. And it's at the heart of the association is like-minded individuals banding together to uh, further an industry. And so it is manufacturers coming together saying, hey, look, I'll give up my name and my rights and there's no big secrets here. And uh, I'm able to help out a fellow woodworker here uh, should they ever elect or want to use this building method. So give us a short answer in regards to what exactly is the testing process? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, a short answer. Uh, you, you stumped me there. And for those of you who are listening who know me know that I'm probably not capable of a short answer. Uh, short answer of a testing process. Number one, it, it all starts with drawings. Uh, so get your drawings accurate and true. Then uh, number two, uh, produce your item identical to your drawings that you said you were going to build to. Uh, at that point, uh, submit or ship them to your lab of, of your choice or that you are working with. Once it hits the lab, I can speak to that very short and very direct. Uh, your cabinets will be verified against the engineering drawings. They will be heavily uh, photographed and documented of their condition and their compliance. Then they enter three days of acclimation. And so where people will be monitoring uh, humidity levels, temperature levels, et cetera, making sure that they are acclimated for the test. After that third day, they become eligible to go to the testing fixture of which uh, after installed to the testing fixture loaded with weights, the timer will start for 24 hours. And so of that 24 hour process, uh, assuming uh, no breakage or failures, the uh, weights come off and starts another timer for 60 minutes that it sets and it's allowed to um, adjust or acclimate or relax. I'm not thinking of the right word now on the fly, but uh, that happens. And then after that 60 minutes, then the product is inspected that it can return to serviceability and that there are no noted defects uh, deviated from uh, the expectations. So after that, uh, then it's a simple process of compiling all the information, the photographs, creating the testing reports, and you will know pass fail based upon that. 
Was that a short answer or would you like some more detail? Uh, I think that covers the general idea. <laughs> I believe they can find more information, more detailed information on the AWI website. Uh, perhaps, or uh, again, my quick disclaimer, if you want to get started, you're eager how all this starts, I'd say pick up the phone and call Hunter Morrison uh, at AWI or send Hunter at the word hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R, at awinet.org. And uh, he currently oversees that and he can get the process going, whether it's free member benefit, whether it's, hey, I want to use the AWS2 option, or um, I want to give me a quote for proprietary testing, or if you just have questions in general uh, that QCP is not able to assist with, uh, AWI is more than happy to help and work right alongside you with this. Okay. I think you just took care of my other question here <laughs> as to what the next steps were to proceed. Um, so I just wanted to also add one other comment in here. I wanted to remind everyone that's listening that the testing does not replace the QCP project certification. It's only a part of the inspection process. But we will discuss that further on an, on another podcast in the future. Yeah, that's a great point. If I can quickly add here, I talked about it uh, when you asked me a question early on that this is just one product in a laboratory setting one time. And uh, it, it definitely does not, what it does, uh, the testing reports, the only thing they do is show compliance to the standard. And obviously, as I understand QCP, uh, you are there to inspect to the standard and the um, project documents. And so it's just basically a supporting document to prove compliance to the new 0641. Right. It, it shows compliance to a portion of the standard, actually, the performance, the structural performance portion. Yep. Well, and all the aesthetics and, and those other items are still a part of the inspection process for project certification. So I um, think that's about all the time we have for today. And I'm afraid to ask this, but I will anyway. Do you have any closing comments? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I appreciate the audience listening. Uh, we want to be here to help. Uh, again, the new standard, if you get nothing else out of today, when you open the standard, it does not look the same because it doesn't tell you how to do something. It just tells you after you've accomplished it, it has to perform to this level. And so I encourage all of you to maximize that opportunity and say, hey, I've always thought there's been a better way, or I always thought that our labor could, would be better used in this fashion, or I've always had the opinion that our boxes for our company should be made like blank. And that's where I'm thankful to deliver the opportunity of the new standard that says, fill in that blank, and then just please uh, assist me with the testing aspect and just realize it's just the threshold to show an outside audience that it performs. We hear often, I know it performs. I've never had a cabinet fall off the wall in five years, 10 years, 30 years, uh, older than I am years, right? And I say, yes, and I understand that. But unfortunately, how you measure that is going to be different than somebody else. So this standardized test is just nothing more than a constant measurement so that everybody is held to the same threshold, essentially. So uh, with that, I would say uh, head out and uh, look for the ways to make the most of it and to uh, enjoy 
the new standard and the, the innovation and the platform that it offers you to make improvements. Well, I wanted to thank you for your time to join us today. Um, I hope that together we provide the listeners with some clarification of the testing options available to AWI members and non-members. And I do hope they will take advantage of this opportunity to not only help themselves, but also help the industry by adding to the library of tested and approved options. All right, well, thank you, Greg, and thank you, QCP, and the opportunity to be here today. And thank you to all of our listeners. If you're interested in finding out more about how QCP can help your interior woodwork projects, visit our website at awiqcp.org, where you can also subscribe to be notified when new podcasts are posted. If you are already worked on a QCP project that you want to tell us about or would like to join us to talk about the trade, reach out to us on our website or call us at 571-222-6559. And you could be our next podcast guest. Again, thanks for listening.